Hello everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified results with hundreds of my clients and healing students. When you're ready to be able to transform your life and the lives of others, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about my program for helping healers and coaches grow their business. Connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment to have a conversation about this. I'm very pleased today to introduce you to Joy Cheng. I re recently saw her speak about healing yourself with self-love and knew that there had to be a deeper story about it. It sounds like something you might have heard before, but Joy really applies these ideas because of her own traumas that she had up to the age of 31 at which point she lost her second parent. And I got lucky because I still have one <laughs> at the age of 65 and I lost my other one a couple of years ago. So I get that, that it's really difficult. So these are things that people sometimes never recover from. So rapid recovery afterwards uh, is really important for a lot of people so they can get on with their lives their lives. And Joy tried conventional therapy and discovered that she too wanted to help depressed and even other suicide people thrive again. But that's not the end of the story. She earned two different degrees in counseling, became a certified coach, a yoga teacher, and then went on to speak and write about her journey so she could help others. She became the best-selling author of The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love, about her personal journey of healing herself naturally from deep depression and suicidal thoughts through self-love. She is now in the position to help individuals heal by writing their stories so they can inspire more people. She is now a transformational book publisher just for that reason. Welcome to the show, Joy. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks, Anastasia. Thank you for having me. Yes. And so, Joy, can you share with us that journey that brought you to where you are now? Yeah. So when I was in my 20s, I went through a period of deep depression and suicidal thoughts. So there were days where it was hard for me to get out of bed and I would cross this bridge on the way to work and I would think about jumping off the bridge. Um, and, you know, it actually was a very, not only a very, you know, sad time, but it was also a very confusing time for me because there was nothing that was going on in my life, you know, that would make me feel that way. Um, I had a good job. I had family and friends that cared about me. I had a boyfriend, um, you know, everything seemed good on the outside, but something just felt like it was missing on the inside, you know, and it wasn't until I ended up in an abusive relationship, um, that I realized that I didn't love myself. Um, so being in that relationship really highlighted that for me. And then I actually got introduced to a form of healing that I do with some of my clients called Matrix Energetics. And when I was at the seminar, um, it really opened me up to different possibilities. And I started realizing that there were certain beliefs that I had had that were putting conditions on my happiness. So for example, I had a belief that, you know, if I just got married, I'd be happier. And I also had a belief that if I was single, I'd be miserable. And so I started questioning them. And I said, you know, how do I know that getting married is going to make me happier? What if I mean, there's a lot of people that are probably married who are unhappy, right? We have a 50% divorce rate. So, you know, that's probably, you know, true. And right. I said, it's, it's the I'll be happy when kind of syndrome instead exactly, of right. right at the moment. Like I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll right. be happy when I get my degree. I'll be, and, and so the happy is always eluding you. 
Right. And then I also, you know, realized I said, how do I know that getting, you know, being single is going to make me miserable? What if being single was the best thing that I ever did? So really by just asking those questions, flipping those questions around, it really created space for a different possibility. And it gave me the courage to finally end that relationship. I was in that relationship for four and a half years on and off. And so I, I decided, you know, I needed to end that relationship and learn to love myself. And then the universe started bringing opportunities into my life to support me in that decision. Oh, that's so awesome. So, so one of those things is expressing yourself honestly, and it's really, really healing. And a, lo a lot of people will delude themselves. And, and, uh, you know, one of my friends calls it happy, happy, like, oh, everything is great. And it's, it's like we were taught as kids, when somebody asks, how are you, you never say, oh, I'm totally miserable. <laughs> you right. say, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Right. <laughs> and we're not fine. <laughs> mm hmm. So, but, but even more than that is to replace that self-loathing that so many, especially young women feel about themselves is that, you know, it's kind of like that not good enough because they, we have high standards for ourselves, much higher than we'd ever put on anybody else. Mm -hmm. So, so that uh, you can take that trauma and turn it around with self-love. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you like want to know. Well, you know, so, so you applied self-love in your life. Like mm -hmm. what, what, you know, aside from asking, turning questions around, what else did you do to take care of yourself? Yeah. So another thing that um, I started doing was I found a Facebook group called um, hundred days to self-love. And so every day for at least a hundred days, I would write at least one thing I loved about myself in my journal and I would post it in this Facebook group. And at the time, it was a really big stretch for me. I thought, you know, I don't know how I'm going to come up with 100 things to love about myself there. I don't think there really are 100 things to love about myself, but I was willing to give it a shot. And so I, you know, started doing that. And I not only came up with 100, but I came up with over 365. I don't even remember actually when I stopped doing it, but I just kept doing it every day. Um, and that was a really powerful practice, you know, for a few different reasons. So, you know, one of them is that it really trains our mind, retrains our mind, because our minds tend to be very critical. Like you said, you know, we're, we're harder on ourselves than anybody else. And so we're always, you know, usually our mind points out, you know, ways in which we're not good enough. And so you start by, re, you know, it starts um, retraining your mind to focus on, you know, good things about you, right? And so that's really powerful. And then doing it in a group is also very powerful because you start to, you know, just the synergy of um, when you're in a group with people, one plus one doesn't equal two, one plus one equals three, you know, at least. And so it's really like the energy of the group that can really help, um, help support you as well. Um, and then the other thing is that it makes you realize that, you know, I, I believe that we all do already love ourselves. So it's starting with where you're at. So start with something easy. Like I love my hair, I love my eyes, or, you know, I love um, that I have a good heart or, you know, something like there's already something you love about yourself. So I would start with the easy things. And then eventually, you know, the goal is, is to work up to the harder things, you know, because I truly believe that self love isn't about loving just the good parts about ourselves, you know, the parts that we're proud of and that we want people to see. But it's really loving what I call, you know, our shadow side, right? The parts of us that we don't really want people to know about. And so when you're able to embrace that part of you, then that's really what self-love is about. Yeah. And the, the, the interesting thing about that is once you start accepting and loving even that shadow side, like, you know, the things that um, you don't want to show to anybody when you start admitting those things, then and then accepting them and uh, loving yourself despite having those 
quote unquote faults. They're just mm -hmm. properties. There's not, they're not good. They're bad or bad. They're just, they're just there. And um, once that happens, then you start accepting other people. And so mm -hmm. it's easier to love other people. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that actually, uh, I, I went through that period of time because I was also in an abusive marriage. So I know exactly what, what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And um, when that transformed for me, my whole life changed. It was like, it just flipped everything on its, on its head. Mm -hmm. Right. So who is it that seeks you out? So, you know, women, the spiritual women um, are the ones that tend to be attracted to me and entrepreneurs, you know, women that have a big mission that are, you know, have a, um, yeah, a big impact that they want to make on the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and I guess it's not surprising. As you can see in my background, I'm, I'm a spiritual, I'm obviously a woman, but I'm also a spiritual woman and I'm an entrepreneur. So it, it yeah. Makes, so what I see is a picture of a chakra or whatever on the wall there behind you. Yeah, it's actually the throat chakra. So, you know, which is all about speaking your truth. And that's really what I stand for, what I believe in. And, um, and that's what I help my clients do through writing their book is to share their story to speak their truth. And it's really like my book is, you know, the naked truth, because I believe in when we're able to have the courage to share it and all of it, not just the good parts, but the, the parts that, you know, owning like our mistakes as well. My book is not a book about, you know, look at me, I'm so great. It's definitely a very like honest book about, you know, the things that I've made mistakes in and, um, and owning all of it. And um, I think that there's a lot of healing um, that happens and freedom and peace when we're able to come from that place and just share vulnerably. And, you know, the people that, um, that are struggling to be able to help them because they, they feel like, Oh, wow, this person understands because they're not perfect and they've been where I am, you know? Well, and what's interesting is that when we start sharing our faults with other people and then they all say, Oh, I'm like that too. And so then they feel understood and accepted. It, it makes mm -hmm. a really huge difference. And that the way we come together is by sharing vulnerabilities, not strengths. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of goes like the opposite of the way we thought like, oh, I'm, you know, I need to show that I'm perfect. So people will like me. And instead, mm -hmm. people like me because I'm vulnerable and have faults. It's right. really, <laughs> really interesting, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what's what's a typical result? So when people come to you, um, and they have a specific issue, and then you guide them through that, um, mm -hmm whether it's to, I don't know which, which thing you want to focus on, whether it's about the book rating or it's about the, the spiritual guidance to bring them to a place of self-love. Well, that can be one in the same really, <laughs> right? So exactly. I, I use my, you know, basically um, I help my clients to write their book, but the book is really a tool for transformation. And so I, I find that, you know, the book is birthing them as much as they're birthing their book. Um, and that it really is, you know, I should probably call myself a book doula because that's really what it is more about. I, I help people uh -huh. themselves and, and that's really what happens when they, you know, write their book. Um, and so, so it so always the pain, what's the pain that they come to you with? Well, it can be different for each person, obviously, right? And so, um, so I know one of the, the women I worked with, she originally thought her book was going to be a book to leave for her kids. So she wanted to share her wisdom, you know, and then it became a book about transforming pain into power. And so that's exactly what she did in the process. You know, we spent three months together and she got her book done and she um, transformed her pain into her power. And it was just such an amazing experience because she actually shaved her head during our time together and she just felt never... Like she'd never been more free to be herself and more happy and 
it was just such a beautiful, you know, transformation for me to be a part of. Wow. Shaving your head. That's extreme. <laughs> well, it just, it, I know it could seem that way, but it's like, I, I, you know, there's such a freedom that I can imagine that comes from that and just really owning. I mean, it's, I know when people study it, it's like, there's just, when you see, when I saw it, it was just, it wasn't like, I don't know. I don't explain it really in words, but it just, um, yeah, she just seemed like she really was finally free to really be her, to own who she is. Yeah. And I know that a lot of, a lot of, uh, spiritual teachers that originate in India, gurus and so on, that's one of the tasks is to shave your head. Mm Mm-hmm right to to be free of whatever you freeing yourself of your human trappings mm-hmm. become more of a spirit right yeah. so let, let's talk about a really tough case because i want people to really see um what's possible like what mm-hmm. kind of really dramatic transformation is possible um yeah i mean i think you know there's a there's a woman that i worked with who you know was struggling so it's again it's so interesting because what it is that we're here to help people with is the thing that we tend to struggle with the most right so her you know thing was helping women to own their power and and so she had a lot of like doubt you know in herself about being able to get her book done and so you know, so I had to work through that with her and, and help her see that she is able to do it and that there are women out there who need her story. You know, she went through abuse, you know, sexual abuse. And so she's a very, very uh, powerful story that, you know, people need to hear about. And so really just helping her along the way to believe in herself, to know that she can do it. Um, sometimes we have to borrow someone else's belief, you know, until we have the belief ourselves. So, and that's what a mentor and a coach, that's what they do is that they, you know, help you believe in yourself when you don't believe in yourself. Do you also, you mentioned that in your bio that you also are an energy healer. Do you work on, do you help also by healing people? Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, is comes with sort of the package of working with me is the, the beauty that I am a healer. And so, you know, sometimes my clients will have stuff obviously come up around, you know, whatever's blocking them from getting their book done, putting their story out in the world and sharing their truth. And so I will do healing with them if it seems like that's something that's going on that, that would really support them. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm, I get it. Like, I kind of do the same thing. But what I do is I help people who want to embrace healing to come out in the world and do that. And, you know, so they're learning from me, but they're also getting healed from me. So it's, it's mm-hmm. very, it's really a similar kind of practice. And I think that you can basically uh, do this in any, in almost any endeavor. I even have a real estate agent that does that for people. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. right? so it doesn't, it's not just book writing. It could be real estate. Right. It could be financial planning. You know, it could be the most insurance. It could be the most mundane or everyday kind of career that really mm-hmm. could add to it. And uh, it's really fascinating. I've interviewed so many people that like you will embrace that part and mm-hmm. the transformations are really profound. Mm-hmm. So, so let's dive deeper after the break and we'll talk a little bit more so people will get some tips on how to get started. You've already mentioned a couple by writing something you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about the process to help, help them open up and let go.
So I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, and today my special guest is Joy Chang, and when we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process and show you how you can love yourself well. You can actually do simple physical manipulations on yourself to change your mental, emotional state, release blocks, and even um, release things like pain in your body. And of course, the backup to all of these techniques, the backup is to work out also the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and then relieve the physical. Um, I have a process that does that. We go through um, one step at a time and clean up all of, so you didn't, whatever condition that you have, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, whatever condition that you have, especially if it manifested in the physical, was usually years in the making. You didn't get it overnight, years in the making. One of the ways that I work is I find out when something uh, got manifested in your body like go back to that year and then rewrite the story uncreate the story redo the story so it's as if it never happened it's as if, <clears throat> if you imagine your life is a tree and here you are at birth and each decision that you make will create a different branch right so you have all these branches of possibilities and you're ending up somewhere along the branch and by doing energy work, it's as if you did not make that decision and instead you made a different decision and you end up on another branch. So that's the way I view energy healing with regards to, to whatever your life is now. And the great thing is that we are infinite beings of light, powerful beings of light, and we can change our history and we can rewrite things and we can create whatever life we want. And I'm ready to have a conversation with you if that's what you'd like to have in your life. Either learn it for yourself or to um, have me help you with it. So I have my contact information is scientifichealer.com forward slash contact or scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. So you can either write me or have a conversation with me and I always answer the you know, I always answer whatever queries come through. And I do it personally because I'm very interested in hearing out, hearing what you would like to hear. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. If you are a healer or coach, you can discover which is the one thing you should pay attention first to raise your frequency to get to the next level. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash action and download the action guide for discovering your biggest challenge to success. Before the break, we were talking to Joy Cheng about getting, about getting yourself well by loving yourself well. Let's learn something we can do right away to get started. Welcome back, Joy. I'm excited to be talking about your process further. Yeah, thank you again for having me on your show, Anastasia. Yeah, so what is one or two tips that will help someone get started in the process of self-love and to, to getting well? So another practice that came to me, um, I also found a Facebook group called What Am I Grateful For Today? And so basically every day I would write at least, you know, one thing that I was grateful for and I would write in my journal and I'd post it in the group. 
And um, so similar to the other practice, you know, that also retrains our mind to instead of focusing, because a lot of times when you're in that depressive state, you're not focusing on what you have in your life, you're focusing on what's missing in your life, right? And it's so easy in our culture. I mean, we're basically always constantly marketed to about, you know, you need this and you need this in your life and, you know, all these things are missing. And so we're constantly focusing on, you know, what we want rather than what we already have. And when we do focus on what we have, then we have more to be grateful for. The universe will give us more, right? So you know, we've heard it before, but the gratitude practice is really powerful. Um, and it does retrain our mind. Um, and so that's something that uh, definitely can help you, you know, even if you're not in that depressive state, but especially if you're in that state, but either way, that's just a, a really great practice um, to always do. I, I completely agree. Gratitude is very high on the frequency scale. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that's really interesting about this gratitude practice is, first of all, you know, people are going, oh, well, why do I think of all the negative things? We're wired that way. We are wired to worry. We are wired to be afraid. And in this day and age, there is very little to be afraid of or worried about, right? Mm -hmm. In comparison to, you know, living in a cave and having giant animals be able to, you know, munch us down in a bite or two. (laughs) So we don't have that, that situation anymore. And so, and so those things were, were wired in and the gratitude practice, you know, pushing our frequency higher. And we know this actually from scientific experiments showing that the energy field shifts when your mood changes, when your mood changes to loving, grateful, joyful, happy, um, that the energy field shifts to a higher frequency. So it's not just, uh, you know, rhetoric or woo woo. It's real mm-hmm. scientific evidence showing that. Right. So, so that, that gratitude practice is really important. And um, I get up every morning and going, I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you, God, for having me here another day kind of thing. Right. And I think it's, you know, it's great to do that in the morning. And it's actually really great to do that before you go to bed. Because if you write that when you go to bed, then your mind's going to start thinking about things to be grateful for during the day, you know, and so it's actually going to like, be looking for those things so that you, because it knows that you're going to ask at the end of the night, you're going to ask yourself, what, what am I grateful for today? What happened that I can be grateful for, you know? And, and again, it's one of those things where we have, we always have something, right. Whether it's a roof over our head or, you know, food to eat or clothes. I mean, there's people out there in the world that don't have those things. And so there's so many things that we take for granted um, that we can, once we're grateful for that, then it can shift our perception. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, to do over again, if you had to do the ability to do it over again, what's the biggest lesson you learned that you could pass on to someone else just starting out? Doesn't matter what, mm-hmm. what it is, um, you know, starting a book writing, starting a business, starting to get healthy, what would you pass on? Um, I would say, I mean, it can, I guess that really depends on, on what it is that they're, they're starting to do. But I mean, in general, I mean, don't give up. That's the biggest thing, right? Is that they say that you're, you're always three feet from gold. And so you just, if you're, if you're, you know, working towards loving yourself or working towards, you know, getting a book done or, or starting a business, knowing that it's, it's, an, you know, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's one of those things that you have to keep going. And, um, you know, and believe in yourself. And also, you know, I believe in a higher power. And so I know that when I can remember that I'm not doing this alone, you know, I believe that, that we aren't doing it alone. Um, it, it makes it easier. And also surrounding yourself with people that are going to lift you up, that are going to encourage you and inspire you. And, you know, who you surround yourself really makes a difference too. So, so not doing it alone, because, 
it's really difficult to do it alone and, and I've been there and I've done it and it's a lot better when you have people around you that can support you. All right. I think that's, that's probably the biggest tip is to surround yourself with supportive people. And um, I know when I worked in academia, I couldn't, I couldn't expose who I was because they were busy snickering about spiritual people. Like, uh, cause I worked in a physics department and they would, there was a department of existential studies on campus. And every time they had like, you know, some other woo woo per person come and talk about their experiences, they'd like make jokes about it. And so I'm just going like, oh, I can't tell them that I can do all this stuff that those <laughs> woo woo people can do. And so, right. right. And so that's like being in a really toxic environment for me. And when mm -hmm. I left that environment, you know, I just let my freak flag fly, you know, mm -hmm. announcing it to the world and all my social media. So I, I really agree with that because it made a really huge difference for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the, with self-love and with the, you know, when you're in that depressive state, I mean, it, it can be hard, but community is really important. I mean, I actually found that, you know, and, and loving myself was part of my self-love journey. A big part of it was doing it in community, wasn't doing it alone. You know, it was, whether it's a virtual community or in-person community, um, but I was surrounded by people. Yeah. And entrepreneurs are like a whole different, you know, anybody that has their own business, it, it's a, a whole different thing. Like everybody else that has an, a regular job, they look at us like, what are you doing? This will never work. <laughs> right. <laughs> good to hang around yeah. with each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your biggest challenge right now? Um, so my biggest challenge is something that I'm sure a lot of us can relate to, whether you have a, your own business or not, but it's really time, right? It's like having so many things and just being able to manage all of it. Um, and I actually do find that I do better with a lot of things going on. You know, I don't know, some people, you know, might be able to relate and some people might not, but for me, like if I don't have a lot going on, it's easier for me to like waste time and not get as many things done. But when I have a lot going on, it forces me to almost manage it better, you know? Um, but that, that would be, I would say the biggest thing right now. And I'm sure you schedule it all on your calendar. So then you go, mm -hmm. I got to get that done. And now I got to get that done. And now I got to get that done. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, done, right? it's, I, if it's not on my calendar, then there's a really good chance I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> so everything <laughs> is scheduled, you know, even time with my boyfriend, like date nights and everything is, you know, my workouts and everything is scheduled lunch, <laughs> my meals, <laughs> like Pretty much everything. I don't put sleep on there, I suppose, but <laughs> kind of a given <laughs> any time that I'm not doing anything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's a really good tip also to help people with their time management is the, is the using your calendar extensively. Right. And to really schedule like time for self-care. I put my, you know, I get a, a monthly massage and I put that on my calendar. So like, not just like your work, but really your self-care, your, you know, taking care of your health, working out, like, anything on your calendar and those date nights. I mean, it's really important. I, I definitely believe in, in having that balance and it's not something that it's always a work in progress, right? We're never, as soon as we, we're in balance, I think we get out of balance. And so it's just a, it's like a forever practice there. But um, yeah, it's really important to, to look at your calendar to see, you know, how balanced it is. And yeah. so tell, tell us about that free gift you have on your website and how people can get it and get a hold of you. Yeah, so um, I've actually got two things. So one is the seven day self love challenge. So if you go to my website, which is joychang.com, so that's J O I E C H E N G.com, 
um, then you, if you go there, you'll sign up for the, you can sign up for my free seven day self-love challenge. And when you sign up, you'll get an email every day for seven days with a different self-love practice. And so we talked about, you know, a couple or a few of those practices on this um, interview. There is the, the one that the first one is about shifting your beliefs from limiting beliefs to empowering beliefs. So I call it my mind Jedi trick. Um, and then my other two that I talked about were the hundred days of self-love and the gratitude. Um, there's four other things that, um, that really help me love myself and help my clients as well. And then the other thing is if you go to my site, if you are interested in writing a book, if that's something you've always want to do, or maybe you haven't been interested, but you're curious about it, you know, I'd love to get on the phone with you. Um, so you can go to my site and you can sign up for a complimentary call. That's awesome. Thank you. That's really generous. And I, I really love that seven day, seven tips. That's a, a really great idea. And mm -hmm. I'm sure people will be running to your website to go sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Because we could all use a little more self love in our life. You know, even those of us that have been practicing mm -hmm. it for a very long time, I, you know, I'll find myself thinking like, oh, and I'll have a negative thought about myself. And I'm going, oh, what? <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'll we'll use a reminder, right? For sure. I've, I've had people ask like, so are you, have you got, you know, do you feel like you've arrived? And I'm like, no, of course not. Like, you know, it's a journey. So we never, ever arrive. There's no destination that the, it's the yeah. journey, right? The destination is the journey. Yeah. Everybody calls it the peeling of the onion. And I go, yeah, but the onion doesn't even have a core. You can just keep peeling later. <laughs> and when you're done, you have nothing left. And what I usually say, it's kind of like you're this big body of water and you have all this stuff that floats to the top and every day you're skimming a little more off. And the more you skim mm -hmm. off, the more you clear, but there's new stuff always coming up. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's my analogy is we're just taking off the pond scum and letting the stuff come up, <laughs> new stuff will come in. So you just have to keep doing it every day. It's just like brushing your teeth and washing your hair and taking a shower is just stuff you got to do every day <laughs> right? <laughs> to clean off all that poopy energy. So <laughs> you don't have it anymore. Yep. So thank you so much. This has been a really enlightening and I hope that people take you up on doing that seven day self-love challenge by uh, going to your website and I'll just re repeat it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am sure that um, people will get a lot out of um, hearing about your story and so on. Thanks again for having me. Yes. And thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our fascinating guest, Joy Cheng. And again, to connect with her, go to joycheng.com and she spells her name and that's an appropriate name for you. <laughs> Joy, J-O-I-E, Cheng, C-H-E-N-G.com. And let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program designed to help you thrive as a healer or coach while building out your practice. When you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation right now. I've reserved time on my calendar for you at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time.